Hey everybody, welcome to the Dash Podcast. I've been spending the last 15 or 20 minutes catching up with this amazing woman that I haven't seen in a very long time, Leah Tribbett of Leah Tribb Productions, who's a photographer, a filmographer, an authentic, genuine woman. And every time I think of you, I smile, Leah. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. I hope you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Trey. You're welcome. You're welcome. As we were just saying, the, the last... 20 minutes. I guess we probably could have recorded the last 30 minutes and just called that an episode. Um, <laughs> but I know that we've got a whole lot more to talk about. Um, and one of those last things we were talking about Leah Trip Productions. So when did you when did you get started with Leah Trip Productions? I actually it was in our high school. We had a the interactive media class mm. um, where we got wow. to do hands-on work with cameras and um, <laughs> and we all you know we always messed around, but. I think it was then that I was like mm. really onto wow. um, the filming and whether or not that was making a um, completely ridiculous <laughs> video <laughs> in our high school um, or not. I, I, I realized I was like, hey, I, I actually kind of like this. Dang. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You, well, you had me starring in a lot of your videos. I, I sure did. The one with the gummy bears and the <laughs> uh-huh. and all those things, all the t-shirts and the buttons made and all that stuff. So that before that, you didn't really think about film or or camera or stuff like that. I like I definitely had a digital camera. I love taking pictures, you know, with friends and stuff. But it wasn't until we kind of got our hands or were able to get our hands on some yeah. more sophisticated equipment. Yeah. Like I was like, whoa, this is this is pretty neat. Mm. And I like the first wedding I ever filmed was this our high school school nurse's daughter. Wow. And I filmed it on a little flip cam. Wow. I think I was there for like twelve hours, and that was that was the first wedding I ever did, mm. and I'm still doing them now. So that's a wow. That so, was in high school. Uh yeah, our senior year. Goodness. So 2011. That's impressive. That's impressive. That was that was I think we called it IOL or it used to be called IOL. Yes, um, yep. At, at Clay. So I mean that was I, I, those were some foundational. You know where you know, we were taught typing and keyboarding and different stuff in, in middle school. You know high school getting to take that class and getting like the Adobe Suite basically um, okay. to work Photoshop and, and Dreamweaver and Movie Maker and all that stuff. That was really a foundational thing because like just like you said. I'm still using the Adobe Suite now. You know, I produce the podcast with Adobe Audition. I frequently use uh, Photoshop. All those times I put my head on somebody else's body. Um, you know, those are those are things that I, I understand how to work uh, operationally now. The digital things. I'm still not good at social media, but the back end technical side that we had in high school is definitely a big help now. That's pretty cool. And what did you study in college? I studied uh, telecommunications with mm. a focus in production, um, which is kind of broad um, when you think of it. But I did a, a lot of um, workshops and classes that had to do with um, documentary filmmaking, mm. um, film studies, um, and a lot of kind of hands-on field work that yeah. um, helped me um, pursue this career as well. So are you a, are you a one-woman show? Is it just Leah? One-woman band, yes. Okay. It is just me I definitely um, I have projects I'll I'll bring on some some buddies to help out but this is um, my baby so mm, mm, that's pretty cool so was yeah. it did, did it did you start um, your actual company in high school college or like coming out uh, you know I think it finally formed in college it was kind of like I didn't realize I had a business for a while mm, wow. I was just 
doing these different projects and I was getting, you know, small projects and kind of getting paid, kind of not, you know, you kind of have to dip your feet into the, the world to actually see any compensation. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I was getting kind of steady inquiries about doing a, like a promo video or a highlight mm. for this, you know, my cousin's wedding or, you know, things like that. And then, um, getting compensated for that and then I kind of had to take my head out of the water and say okay you got to make some steps to make this a real thing wow wow so did you have you have you do you work for yourself do you work for do you have like a a nine to five have you ever had a nine to five or I mean maybe it's not a nine to five but like I know you got Leah Tripp Productions but I was while I was starting the podcast I was working at the governor's school until I cut my ties did you did, did you go straight into um yeah, it was kind of, I, I kind of went in blindly, honestly, it. after graduation. Wow. Um, and decided to say, like, you know, you may, you have a choice when you graduate, you know. Right. Either you're going to get this job or I'm going to make something work. And I decided to mm. make something mm. um, doing this time. Um, a little scary. Um, sure. <laughs> at times. But um, I think my soul lives in the, in this, um, this wow. freelance. I'm not quite set out for a nine to five mm-hmm. um, I'd be interested to try it out right. um, but don't don't fix something that isn't broke right. you know? do what you love right like at all at all times and that's yeah, well, that, I mean, you as well yeah you know? for sure you did dip into the nine to five but now this is you know where you're where mm-hmm. your passion is very evident yeah and even even you know when I chose my job at at the governor school I chose it because I knew that it I what do you want to do, Trey? Well, I don't know. Maybe I can't do it yet, but I know I want to work with young people and learn about generations and this and that. So even even the work that I did um, was still up my alley in my lane. But I mean, I, again, seeing that, I, I heard a guy, and I probably say this all the time now, but when you see someone live their dream, it makes you want to be a part of it or it makes you want to go get your own. And I, I guess the... Oh, that's my mom calling me. I'll call you back, mom. Um... I guess the, uh, the on the other side of that, I want to make it easier to do what you love, cause, and that that means me doing my, what I love. When you when you see me doing what I love, it should make you want to do the same. And that's what I see when like when I see Leah and I say, wow, like I can tell you're doing what you love. When I look at your about page, you just look so you just look so happy, you know. Well, I and appreciate that. You're welcome. I really, I really do. You deserve it. And it's good to it's good to see you doing your thing too. It's like we were saying before. It's you know it's been seven years um, since high school, and you never know what kind of everybody's gonna take. And right. I I got your message. I was just like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it for sure. Yeah. It is. They used to. I heard Tupac. Tupac's quote said. He says one time that when you turn twenty six, you got a decision to make. Either you're going to get stuck in the rat race and live the same year over and over and over and call it a life, or you're going to keep on pursuing your dreams. Now, I, I think the cool thing with technology, I think that choice can come before 26, or it's always been that way. But, you know, I don't think that's as big as an option for like you or me, or I feel like our generation and the generation coming up. I don't think the rat race is attractive to people anymore or working for the same company for 15 or 20 years that just that sense of power isn't there but it's about impact more so oh yeah I I, I agree with Tupac <laughs> <laughs> definitely and I agree with you and what and what you're about I mean it's um 
I, I found that my soul is fed through having these um, interactions with, with clients mm. of a vast array of different kind of people and different kind of vibes. And just like, I get to work with really a, a whole array of people, you know, aside from, you know, punching and clocking in a nine to five mm. basis, every day, every day um, kind of steady work. It's this, this kind of work keeps me on my toes. It keeps me creative. Yeah. And it also it allows me to be, expressive in a way I don't think I would able to be in a, mm. in a night. Mm. Mm. That's cool. What do you what did, what do you learn from your work from filming and videos and pictures? It's this is going to sound a little I think it might sound selfish, but I as much as I learn about um a, a couple I'm working with or a band I'm shooting or it's I'm learning about myself just as much as I am mm. that shooting them that day or learning their story before because my work is an expression of my friends, but also a high expression of myself too. Right, right. Uh, you know, the way I capture something or the way I edit mm. something um, is a reflection of me, just as just wow. as much as it is of them. Okay. So is it? So you? I'm, I'm trying to think of it from if I had a camera in my hands. <laughs> do you learn something from? Because I feel like you could learn from watching people too. You learn from the way that they're interacting with each other, but then. Uh, the, like you said, you know, what about the way that, you know, I'm that you're able to capture the in-between moment um, yeah. uh, of things and being able to do that? What what do you learn in that in-between? I think it's it's a fleeting moment. Mm. And it's it's moments that like the that maybe they don't realize you're cap, you're capturing. Wow. But it, it's the moment that they like when, uh, you know, someone receives their pictures, they like didn't realize that I was mm. there in the, or that they had that. Wow. Was that that's the kind of photography and videography I wow. um, I, I give me chills. <laughs> <laughs> I see I see the chills on your neck, yeah. Um, rather than these kind of staged and forced and contrived mm. uh, either poses or um, situations, I Dang. you know it's it's and it's it's easy to if the one thing I've learned to stop and listen. Um, to stop and listen to, to who you're working with and, and mm. get to know that and it goes a really long way. Wow. When it's when it comes to putting their um, their real life interactions into photos. Wow. So that that's such an that's such an abstract idea or thought to capture an in between moment. But I was like, how do you how do you make that concrete? But it's the picture. It's the product that you Sure, yeah. And there there's different kind of um, almost create a, an atmosphere that allows for those authentic moments so it's like um, you know if I'm shooting a wedding um, and I'm with the bride and groom and I might just have them slow dance with each other and think of you know a song that means a lot to them and mm. then if, um, it provides a, a emotional moment for both of them and that's just a list of things that, that you kind of um, right. achieve um, but it's different every client's different um and so that's what keeps me on my toes as well right right that makes sense you know i i learned a lot i've learned that my my purpose is people but i guess my vehicle is words and so the gift that i get from giving in this situation and i talked about the dad podcast being something that can add value consistently but what i what i receive from hopefully giving that gift is is those tidbits and those nuggets those beautiful words that people say in 
you know, to use your quote in in between moments. You know, sometimes I know I pull quotes from conversations that people have no idea that they've said or things that are just so they're so profound that that was caught in a moment where the microphone wasn't even turned on or or were in the middle of an interview and you didn't even realize that you said something. And th- those moments just, just hit a, a certain point. What is it that kind of drives you to hit those moments and to hit those points, I guess? I think it's to almost expect the unexpected, if that makes sense. Mm. Is, you know, when I'm delivering photographs or videos is I want the client to, to say, whoa, I can't, I didn't even realize you got that. Or like, I forgot that that moment mm. happened. That, like, cause you're so focused on the, um, let's sit together and smile. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, we've all been there. Right. Uh, I mean, I've been there even. Um, so I think it's as much as capturing the moment as it is, um, delivering the moments. Mm. Uh, that are equally as rewarding. Um, but I feel like you, with your speaking as well, it's, it's you have a, an ear for listening, and mm. I think people don't realize how much they catch or that you um, cling on to and understand right. about a person having that, that listening um, into an ear. Yeah. I'm sorry that people keep calling me. Um, <laughs> really? But I think that'll be okay. I, I, I think you're you're right. One of the first things when I found out in, in my junior year in college, <clears throat> and I don't know why I'm thinking that me and you went to high school and college together, but in my, my work in, in motivation class, the teacher asked if money was no object, what would you do with your life? And I said I wanted to be a speaker or a consultant. And when I, speaker is what I focused on, but it was like, okay, if I want to speak, what's the first thing I need to do? And it was read first. That was the first thing to do or listen to those things so I could build that vocabulary. And that was, that was for me, I feel like one of those in-between moments because the first speech that I wrote was absolutely awful. It, it went straight in the trash and it was so bad that I couldn't even edit it. You should have seen this the first wedding I did. It was... <laughs> It looked like it was shot on a flip phone. Yeah, and you said you were there for twelve hours doing it. Yeah, I sure was. <laughs> that, that was was that an in between moment? I guess that's 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 the piece. Is there in between moments in your life? Yeah, I think that was, and I want you to carry on with what you were going to say that was, too. But that was the question I was asking. You already okay. started hitting yeah, well, on it. Because I, when you need a lot of in between moments to make a big moment as mm, well. Mm, um, mm. And so I think a lot of living in the entrepreneurial world and staying on that grind is celebrating the smaller victories, celebrating those in-between moments, even if you don't feel like the big the aha moment is there yet. It's because you're just, you're building slowly up to that. And it's, it's hard to see that sometimes, right. you know? Right, right, um, What are, so you already kind of touched on some of them, like, being an IOL and then getting your bookings in in um, college, what are some of those moments? Can you see an in between moment coming? Ooh, that's a <laughs> uh, yeah. I to to be honest with you, I've been um, I like to keep my work diverse. Uh, one thing, so not just weddings or portraiture or or this that. And so I've been shooting a lot of music lately. Mm. Uh, but doing a lot of mu- shooting a lot of music, it's a it's a tough. Uh, tough grind in the music industry Interesting. Uh, and so I've had a lot I've been shooting a lot of shows and a lot for no compensation and mm. I think I'm or I'm hoping um 
that these are in between moments that it's wow. going to be a little bit greater in that in that realm um, in the music industry with photography and videography. Wow. I'm working my way. I'm just trying. I'm trying. Well, that's how you that's how you do it, right? I mean, those are. I told you I did 75 speeches before I got my first $100 paycheck. You know, yeah. and, and I mean, that's not, I can, you can't quit no job on $100, you know. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the thing that people don't realize. Times when they um, see somebody's success um, nowadays is that, like, oh, we got to work hard to get there. Like, there is, there's a lot of grinding and a lot of, right. a lot of nights, and it's easy to think, um, oh, I can pick up a camera there or oh I can you know stand up and, and preach and it's right. it's a it's it's a it's a long um, it's a long process it, it takes it takes work and even going back you know if you 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 talk about high school that's seven eight nine years ago now to get to this point where you're talking about switching to another industry so it's that's a that's a also a good quality I think in people that's important to have the the will to go further and to want more and to try different things because as you as you keep on progressing and you keep on growing there's always going to be something more to do like when you get to a, a dull moment when you have a push to go a little bit further I think that's what that's what makes people special because the further you go the less people that are around that are willing to do the work yeah. you are do you, have, do you feel that push do you feel do you feel um, like there's more work done and that there's more for you to be to doing at, at this your life with, without a doubt I mean there's with, with what I'm doing now I've definitely got my wheels spinning and like with Gaming Enterprise, which is my formal company, I have phased it out in four phases. The first three phases are in like 15 years. And yeah. it's, it's split up in community, corporate, and commercial. And so those three things also have multiple sources or, or streams in them. So like the podcast is an avenue to do commercial opportunities and providing free value. But I also want to be able to provide you with a downloadable PDF or an ebook or a course or this or that. So there, there's always something that I want to be able to add to people. Now, some of those things are going to be um, things that are revenue driven and to, that are going to have a cost to them. And some of those will be like the podcast and don't have anything to them. But but I, I'm driven, number one, I think my, my thing is, is helping people. I've been thinking yeah. about that a lot lately. I'm, I'm listening to the, uh, the, the one thing is a book that I just saw at Barnes & Noble. And it's talking about focusing on just the one thing, not two, not three, not a to-do list, but a should-do list or a must-do list. And so it's like, what is your one thing in the world of life? Mine is people. And so that's yeah. that's something, you know, especially where I'm, where I'm living at. There's a, there's a deficit for people in South Carolina. We're number 50 in the country in education. And I never realized how much I loved education until I saw these beautiful babies that, that can't read in it's not their choice. Like they were born with a dirt driveway and no electricity in their house. And, and that's not fair. And so to be born into a, a position of privilege where, where I went to college, where my college was paid for, where I knew both of my parents growing up, where you know, I had both sets of grandparents in my life. I've got siblings. Um, you know, that, what, what do you want to pick? You know, and I could pick all kinds of other things or that I went through what I went through. But those those kind of things to know that that there's people that don't have an opportunity to achieve or to have some of these to work for themselves, to go yes. abroad to 14 countries, to be a city council member. Like everybody doesn't get that chance. So when, when you get that opportunity and even getting elected to, to city council, you realize that 
the coolest thing about that is I can help put other people in position. So some people call me with things that I can't help them with. And other people call me things that, that I can't help them with. And and a lot of times somebody just, people just want somebody to listen to them. And I think that's what gets lost in politics and what gets lost in the world is, is you're here to serve people. And and the secret to living is guilt giving. You know, when you can when you give to people, what you give to people, they're gonna give back to you. Um, and when I give to people, I want you to really see the God in me, in the faith in me, in the conviction of, of this is I'm doing what I love all the time and, and I want I want to touch as many people as possible. I know for some people that's you know, being a mom my mom has three kids. Now she's touched a whole lot more people than that. But the work that she's done with her three boys and how proud she is of that, that's enough. That That's yeah. all that my mother needs to do because what we're going to do is going to sprout some more of those seeds for her. Um, and that's that's our job. So I, I definitely, I feel that push. I have a, a purpose that pulls me out of bed in the morning and, and that's to help people find their purpose and to make opportunities for people. Well, um, it's just, it's so clear and evident that you're exactly where you should be. Mm, mm, good and, question too. Oh, <laughs> and I... <laughs> I'm proud. Was proud to know you in high school, and I'm still proud to know you now. And and all the success and hard, very hard work that you've put into to get to where you are. Um, and I'm really excited to see what the future holds for you as well. Isn't, isn't it kind of weird? So in my mind, I feel like we're. I think we're in the same place. Like I feel like you. The way that you see that I feel about my life, I feel like I feel the same way about you and where you're at. <laughs> you know, like you're 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 where you're supposed to be and doing doing what you're supposed to do. You know, and you're and you're that person. How do we continue that going forward? So right. when we we're talking about this push, so this twenty five years old, how, how does that last to thirty or thirty five or or next year? Right, it's a it's a hard concept to kind of grasp sometimes when you know it's hard to think about the years to come when when we're all living day to day. Um, but I think the push and the ability to stay on this this path is is keeping yourself open mm. is what I've real you know it's like I'm not I um, I don't just want to work and with one type of person or one type of industry I want to stay open and I want to stay um, available to, to all the other urges that that move me or things that right. I feel drawn to or passionate about right. and you know, like that is giving giving part of yourself and to, to that and it'll give itself right back to you hmm mm. that's deep <laughs> I got a little deep on you <laughs> no that's how it's supposed to be that's how it's supposed to be do you have anybody yeah. is there anybody kind of that's under your wings or that you that you're kind of mentoring or ushering up along behind you or relationships of people that are building you up they say like 33% of people should be mentors 33% of people in your life should be um, you trying to help them come up and 33 people should be in your kind of where you're at in uh, your life do you feel like you have that full scale I have a um, yeah I definitely have a, a group of like fellow photographers and, and visual storytellers that are so to me have been become so vital and and understanding my workflow and understanding mm. the advantage that um, you can make within within this career and people who just get it um, and so I, I find myself kind of under a lot of people's wings and from near and far because you know with social media now it's it's right. easy you know FaceTime it's easy to stay connected um, and I definitely have worked with a, um, a couple other um, younger men and women who are drawn by this profession mm. and it's 
cool to see them in that position because that's where I was, you know, seven years ago filming a 12-hour wedding day for the school nurses. <laughs> you know, because yeah. And there's so there's a lot to be said about starting somewhere. Mm, that that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, make, do you find yourself um, under somebody else's wing and kind of in a or position as well? Both, both for sure. I mean, there's there's so many people. Again, I call Hartsfield the Twilight Zone, and so <laughs> I, I actually find that most of the people that I'm interacting with right now, both professionally and personally, are about 10 or 15 years my senior so it's almost like a pretty much everybody that I come in contact with is like a guru or a wise man or woman or a fool in some ways and so that's you know you can learn from both and you don't you know you can learn from success and you learn from mistakes too and habits or characteristics that you want or don't want so I try to learn from everybody but again at the same time you know I'm one of my main client is the PD Mass Science and Technology Academy and I do a lot of stuff with them and those kids at that school I, I just love them so much and I've got I've got kids is that I just want to be able to see, you know, and be able to see people. And, and it's so cool to see them at a school where they can see success and positivity and happiness and light when the rest of their life doesn't always look like that. So in a lot of ways, I see those, there's about 160 kids, K through eight. Those, those are, I look up to them um, at the same time as I'm sure they look up to me. And, and likewise for all of my siblings as well um, and then I've got you know there's people like Leah so even if I don't talk to you um, that I'm still driven by being on that path seeing that you can do what you love and, and I'm on that same plane so I mean I, I would say so I would say so I what I have noticed is that I'm a lame that's that's one of the things that I've noticed a lot that I don't do much what is I what am I gonna do on a, a Friday night probably watch The Color Purple because I've never seen it before yeah. and uh -huh. that's you know that that's it you know what am I going to do tomorrow morning I'm probably going to wake up and I might do some work you know but but because I'm doing what I love um, but, yeah. but let me ask that though what outside of Leah Tripp Productions what is what is your life like? Um, that's a great question I feel like my life is oh, encompassed by work because like I'll, t I'll tell you this it's like if I'm not shooting even if I'm like out, out about with friends or going out and whatnot, like my mind is always like in photography mode. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always, that'd be a great shot or like, oh, this lighting is so beautiful or oh, so I feel like I'm constantly still in that mode, but right. of um, actually shooting and, and working. Um, I love seeing live music, mm. um, you know, having a glass of wine on, on the porch on a sunny day after work. Um, it's the simple things, <laughs> yeah. I think, in life. Um, and that I'm learning as well is that, you know, not everything has to be so, so extravagant um, and to kind mm. of pay a little respect to the to those fleeting moments like we were talking about before. And whether that's like I said, having a glass of wine on the porch or going to see a show is to appreciate it all. For sure. Um, I think we are. We are blessed. We're For blessed. Sure. We, it's a to be able to do what we want to do. Yeah, definitely. And, and there's the pressure that comes with it. As well, I know my cousin asked me today, you know, Trey, how does it feel having two jobs? I'm like, two, you know, you know, I, you know, when you work for yourself, you've got a whole lot more than two. You're you're running for the books, you're you're recruiting, you're finding leads, your sales, you're you're a lot of things. So it's like, you know, there's a whole lot of pieces to this puzzle. 
Um, but I always find it important. I, I learned I'm a professional development guy. So, you know, like you said, my, my mind is always on. I love people, study psychology, study decision making. And, it, and it's always about I'm always trying to find the right word to say or I got to step back sometimes and not try to be so corrective or, or and really just give up and leave people. But um, I do try to find or think it's important to take time to do stuff for myself every day or take time for myself every day. So I prefer yeah. to wake up really early in the morning and then have like an hour of power where I can do whatever I want. I might read my Bible. I might go take a nap in the shower. I might read a yes. book. You know, I might I might do a lot of things. But that's an hour of solace where, you know, again, this morning I left the house at 6 a.m., got back at the house at 6 p.m., and there was no time in the middle for an in-between moment in, in my day. Yeah. So I took that in the morning. Is there anything in your life that you have to take the time for yourself to make sure you're getting that and can stay where you need yeah, to be? Yeah, I, I do a lot of self-talk because it is, it is hard to kind of sometimes remove yourself um, when you could be working 24-7 mm -hmm. and just say, like, hey, you need a little bit of you time. Um, and so I, I try to do that every day. And... Um, whether that's sometimes it is in the morning, just kind of like making your cup of coffee and actually sitting with it and ha mm. taking a breath mm. um, or at the end of the day, if you know, you want to go work out or kind of walk on Netflix and just remove yourself wow. completely for a little bit. Cause I think that is, I think it's healthy and I think it's needed and um, it's, but it's, it's hard to remind yourself of it. Yeah. Often. Yeah. You know, do you, do, would you say you believe in like a work life balance? Is that something that exists for you? Absolutely, um, and it's it's a it's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. I, I've been doing um, photography and videography for, um, I guess you know, eight years now. It's seven eight years, and it's I'm still learning, right. um, learning how to find that balance. And it's trial and error a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to, well, I'm starting to ask the question about it. I, I mean, I think that work-life balance exists and can exist and does exist, but I, I don't prefer to live that way. I, I want my work to be, I don't want there to be a separance, I guess, a separation, I guess, from my work and my life. Like, I, 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 like, I like the fact that what I get to do in my work is the same as who I am. And, and in that case, I don't really separate it. Um, so, you know, it might be a case where where I really just want to give Leah a call, but I could press a record button and call that a podcast. And a lot of times that's <laughs> that's really all it is. You know, if you if you think about it that way. So, yeah, you I know, what? Huh? I said, I hope you do give me a call again. I should. I should. Huh? I mean, if we could have yeah. conversations like this, like why? Why not? Um, right. So, you know, I don't mind. It's, it's 643 on a Friday night and I'm working. That, that there's not a real balance in that, but I'm like I'm in, I'm having a conversation with uh, with a friend, you know, with an old friend. Yeah. So um, I guess I'm not really looking for a, a balance in my life. Um, but that 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 could change as well, you know. That that changes when you have a wife and some kids and some oh, yeah. other people it's to always, think about. So it's, it it ebbs ebbs and flows for sure. And that's life, right? You know, the the I have been interested in the philosophy of stoicism um there's a book yeah. by ryan holiday the obstacle is the way love that book and it, it talks about the what is in your way ends up becoming the way that you need to go in facing that pressure you know we're privileged and with that privilege comes pressure and yes. what comes out of you under pressure is who you are 
so that's that's a just like a diamond. You know what comes out. That's that's who you are. So it's 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 important to know that that's always going to change. And I think that's even where where the balance is found. Not not. Now, I think this was in the one thing, too. I didn't even know I was listening to all this because I was working out and driving and doing some other things, yeah. too. Yeah. But but the balance doesn't exist in the middle. It, it exists at the extremes. And I, I feel like I could find a lot of um, principles or, or wise tales that kind of can support that, you know, in the term of, of life begins at the edge of your comfort zone or getting outside yourself or getting uncomfortable. All of those are, are more on the edge of where things begin. So when you're balanced, it's more of a an in-between state and I feel like that's important for a mindset you know for your mind to to win city council and not get your ego to blow up like it did when I got a scholarship in high school and then you just plummet for a while and have to be yeah. humiliated to get back I mean but. I definitely do agree with you um it there it's a it's like murky water and trying to have that balance also put yourself to that edge because like the edge is where the magic yeah. happens yeah but at the you same know? time, you can't get burnt out. So it is. It's a. It's, yeah. it's a line that that you have to end up being comfortable towing, and that that might be that might be it too, where you get to a place where your balance is on the edge, and you you can kind of be a little teeter totter and stay in the middle of it, or balance on the tightrope. And you know, I'm I'm pretty comfortable here. Why? It's what I do. You know, I'm I'm Leah Trivet. I, I I produce. You know, what I'm saying that's that's how I get down. You know, it's, it is no pressure. You just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Hmm. I would also, I'd like to let the listeners know that Ray and I walked together on our Oh, yeah. And I don't know, maybe we'll get, send, I'll send you a picture. You can put it up somewhere. I still, I still have that picture. I still have that picture. That was, that was, that was senior night for football, right? Yeah, yep. Mm. I remember crying that day too because it was the last game I ever played in high school because my shoulder was jacked up. But that that's a great picture and I always loved that picture. And, it uh, is good. It's, it's funny to look back. Okay, so we walked together for homecoming and then, you know, seven years later, look at us wow. reconnect uh, on a level like this. It's pretty awesome. And I still think we had a pretty good skit too with Dirk. I, I thought ours was probably the best. It, I think it was. We, I think that, we do like the Dougie or something we, we had because it was all about the roses you know I came out it's the school assembly everybody in the school out there in the yeah. homecoming court and everybody has their little skit and we did we walk out together or separate I think you did we go together I don't know I can't I'm trying to remember we might have went out together and then I like clapped or called for Derb to come out and then That's the right. rest of the team came out too like with one rose but they I don't know if they had one rose or more than one rose and then gave it to you with the Dougie, yeah. I think. It was, you gave me a rose while doing the Dougie. And it was <laughs> the best. In, in the picture we took for homecoming, I, I don't know if you remember that. Right outside, I had a bag of candy behind my back. when we You were, did. <laughs> I, I like this guy. Yes. Uh, 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 <laughs> I would. That was my little Ziploc. I would make like $30 a day selling candy out of a Ziploc bag. Because once, hey, once people see it, they can't help but buy it. You were grinding back. You're still grinding now. Look it at you. Can't stop, won't stop, Leah. Can't yeah. stop, won't stop. Um, that's good, man. What else do the people need to know about you? What do people need to know about me? Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, whatever pictures or things you see about about somebody is, 
I'm still the same goofy hometown girl that um, I've always been. I, I really pride myself in uh, authentically learning about other people and letting that show through in photographs and mm. in video. Um, and I'm, I, I'm here to make valuable friendships and relationships and and I, I've been doing that for years now and I I did to do it for many more hmm. so cool Leah where can we find you at <laughs> what's up I said where can we find you at oh you can okay um, you can find me uh, my website is leahtrippproductions.com um, and you can find me on Instagram at leahtrippproductions um, I'm on and also on Facebook I've got the the trio there mm, the whole the, the big three the big three, if the big you will. Three. Well, that's good. I, I hope I hope that you listening right now really enjoyed this episode of this in-between moment of life right now. Whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, take some time and go follow Leah and see some of the work that she's done. And I think that you will not be surprised to find that she is that same joyous person in her work as she is as you hear her on this podcast right now. So I appreciate you for listening. And I ask that you send it to one of your friends or your parents or your brothers or anybody else that you like or don't like because this is the setup for success and it's an opportunity for us to learn and grow and experience so we'll see you next time this is the dash